Hey friends, how you doing? I've been waiting for you. I'm Miss Handy and I'm thrilled you've decided that audacious leadership is for you. I want to personally invite you into our leadership lounge, the space and place where we lead with big balls or go home. So come on in, have a seat anywhere you like, get curious, and let's take this walk down the audacious lane of leadership together. are the three things that you're going to hear in today's episode. First, you'll discover what fascinates me about leadership. Next, you'll learn what the audacity to lead looks, sounds, and feels like. And last, you'll hear some really rich advice from a couple of the audacious leaders that I've encountered in my leadership journey. Leadership. It's always been a really hot topic, and I bet that right now, somewhere around the globe, there are many people dissecting leadership in a way that perhaps you and I may have not even heard of before. But there are really three things that are captivating to me about leadership. First, unlike many of the clothes that I wear, I don't think the topic of leadership will ever go out of style. Secondly, all of the different lenses through which you and I view leadership. You and I may see and understand the influence of leadership in vastly different ways. And I think it ties to our personal experiences. Some of those experiences may go all the way back to our childhood. Now, in my case, I didn't grow up desiring to be a leader but I grew up surrounded by leaders in my family. My father, aunts and uncles, my grandfather and my grandmother were all leaders in the church or they were educators in the public school system. My family members developed and demonstrated a pattern of guiding, advising, inspiring and influencing in a way that seemed so seamless and effortless, it made me very curious about it. Lastly, is our addiction to leadership. We're talking about it all the time. We're reading about it in books. We're having conversations about it. We're writing about it in blogs. But if we are truly addicted to it, why aren't more of us stepping up to be leaders? And why aren't we doing it on a regular and consistent basis? I think it boils down to one word, and that is audacity. If you want to lead and you want to do it in an extraordinary way, it requires more than just the basics. It requires audacity. Now, by now, you may be wondering, what does the audacity to lead look sound and feel like? And I'm glad you asked. The audacity to lead looks, sounds, and feels like what I experienced in my childhood home. I grew up with both of my parents in the house, 
but my dad was a strong alpha male parent. He was the disciplinarian in our house. And as far back as I can remember, I always had firm boundaries and he held me accountable to it. In fact, the discipline that I receive is the same discipline that I hold myself to as my standard now. That's how strong his influence was on me. And no matter how much I would try my dad or I would cry or whine or beg to do something different, to extend those boundaries, he remained in protector mode. He wanted to make sure that he was doing everything he could to keep me safe and protected. There were times when I wanted to do what all of the other kids were doing, the ones whose parents would allow them to do whatever they wanted. My dad wasn't buying any of that. And in the rare instances when I would try him, he would set even firmer boundaries. He could not be moved from his standards. And he did the same thing when he taught math in his classroom. He told me about a lot of the kids that he had who were very smart, but there were also some who wanted to disrupt the classroom environment to distract the kids from learning, and he wasn't having any of that either. The same standards and boundaries that my dad set in our home, he held the children in his class to those same standards. And when he needed to speak to their parents to explain what was happening, and when one of those parents wanted to challenge the things that he was teaching them to do, which were right, he would not back down. So either the student had to get an alignment or they had to leave his class. I always respected that about my father. He remained the lead no matter what. In my fourth grade class, I had a teacher named Miss Georgia Gibson Love. And I couldn't stand Miss Love at first because she was exactly like my father. She was an educator who would not back down from her standards. She had those same firm boundaries like my dad. And she didn't mind calling up the parents to let them know what was happening with their kids. And one day she had to make that call to my dad. But it wasn't something that I was doing that was horrible. But what she discovered was that I was playing myself small, writing my answers really small, because I didn't want the other kids to know just how smart I was. But Miss Love would not accept that. That was unacceptable. So she called my dad. He came to the school and that problem was quickly rectified. They became buddies. They saw life in the same way. So I didn't have a chance. I had to follow their lead. And I'm so thankful now that I did. I didn't like Miss Love at first, but I learned to love her and I learned to love her audacity. She was everything to us. The kids in her class were captivated. and We hung on to every single syllable. She allowed us to learn, but she also allowed us to have fun. But we had to do it within firm, established boundaries. She held us accountable. And she held us to a standard with which she held herself to. We had to respect her. And she had the audacity to do it. 
And I know that you can too. Now that you've heard a couple examples of how the audacity to lead shaped the way I looked at leadership when I was growing up, I now want to share a couple more examples of how that audacity has shaped the way I look at it as an adult in my career. Several years ago, a former manager and I sat down to discuss my performance evaluation. We had a slight disagreement about a rating that she gave me in a particular category. My manager thought that the work I did warranted a meets expectations rating. Well, I thought I was doing much better than that and that I should get exceeds expectations or a consistently exceeds expectations rating. But it's what my manager said to me after that that I have never forgotten. She said, Miss Handy, it's okay to be average. And I was immediately offended by that statement. In fact, I have held on to being offended by that until just a couple days ago. I decided to think about those words again and why they bothered me so much and what might my manager have really meant when she said those words. It's okay to be average. The reason why I was so offended back then was because when I heard average, what I thought she meant was I was performing at a subpar, low, and unacceptable level. I thought I was performing above and beyond, exceeding expectations. And my manager realized I was meeting the requirements. I was performing at an average level and that I was doing a good job. But that's not what I heard. When I think about it now, it seems so clear to me and it makes so much sense. What my manager was saying was, you're doing a good job, Miss Handy, but you still have room and capacity to get better to exceed expectations, to go from doing a good job to a great job. I'm glad now that I've taken the time to process that, even though it's been all these years later. It's okay to be average because it means simply that you have so much more room to get better, bolder, and greater. Once upon a time, I had a very poor manager who didn't embody any of the characteristics that we attribute to leadership. That manager reported to a senior executive in the organization. The executive and I had worked closely together for many years and had come to like and respect one another. And the senior executive was also aware of the shortcomings of the manager that I had. When he decided to retire from the organization, I had an opportunity to have a really short private chat with him. The things that he shared with me are things that I carry with me to this day. He said that no matter what, you can learn something from every manager that you have, even if it's what to not do. I've carried that in my back pocket ever since then. 
And I wanted to share those two really rich examples because I learned so much from that advice. My manager that said it's okay to be average was teaching me that I wasn't as good as I thought I was. One sign of an audacious leader is being able to be honest with ourselves about where we are in our leadership journey. That manager helped me to see I'm good, but I'm not great, not yet. The senior executive that gave me that really rich advice about management helped me to start paying attention to the patterns that I observe in the managers, supervisors, and other leaders that I come in contact with. So I now make a mental note of the things that they're doing that work well and start to try to experiment with those things in my own journey to being an audacious leader. I'm also taking note of the things they're doing that don't make any sense, that don't work, so that I can stay away from those things. What I appreciate about these two leaders is that they had the balls to tell me the things that I needed to know and that I needed to hear. And I'm now better because of it. I hope that you too will take a look around at the environment that you're in, the managers, supervisors, and leaders that you're around. What advice can you take from what they're sharing with you or what you observe in them? What is audacious about their journey? And what is audacious about you? Well, friends, we have reached the end of our episode, but our journey together is just getting started. I am so happy and grateful that you've joined me in our Leadership Lounge, and I hope that you found the space to be comfortable, interesting, and I hope that something you heard causes you to be just a little bit more curious about audacious leadership. I have so much more in store for us for the next episode and beyond. And I hope that you're planning to continue joining me here in this space and place and bring some friends and associates with you. The more people we have in our leadership lounge, learning and growing and leading together, the faster we can spread our message about audacious leadership so that it resonates and duplicates around the world. In the meantime, I hope that you will continue demonstrating audacious leadership with Big Balls Energy. And make sure that you subscribe to the podcast, follow me on LinkedIn and Instagram under my handle, Miss Handy, and have a fantastic and audacious week.